Hello and welcome to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. My name is Kathleen O'Sullivan and I am the host of this show. And together with a wide range of legendary leaders and experts in the field of leadership of self and others, we are going to explore concepts and ideas that show you how you can move past potential fears, negative self-talk and constant doubts in order to encourage you to becoming a legendary leader yourself with far more natural impact, influence and inspiration. We want you to be you, to be at your best and to show up in the most authentic way. So are you ready for it? Well, welcome once again to Legendary Leaders, the podcast. Oh, hello, hello to another solo episode of Legendary Leaders, the podcast the last solo episodes, I talked a lot about direct communication and direct being upfront, open, bringing the message very clearly across without being a dick, basically, right? Um, we are being respectful. We are being in, in a, a work environment, quote unquote, professional, whereby I'm not the biggest fan of the word professional. What does that even mean? I think let's nail it down to being respectful, showing that we care about the other person. We don't need to be best body buddies, but we can still care and not put them down with our communication. That is the gist of what we are talking about in these solo episodes. The last time I was talking a little bit provocatively about the battle of sexes, in the chapter beforehand, we introduced the concept of radical candor by Kim Scott. Today, we are going to be talking about building confidence in your communication style. And I would be very curious to hear from you. How confident do you feel currently in your communication style? And not only at work, perhaps in your personal lives as well, where we might not want to step on toes. We uh, care a lot about the relationships around us with friends, with family, with our spouses, whoever it is. And where it might feel hard to step into tougher conversations where we need to talk about the truth and about what's really going on for us. And in my own experience, I realized frequently how hard it can be to talk about the hard truths and to bring them on the table. At the same time, regardless the outcome, it was always good to do it. Because otherwise, you spend a lot of time thinking about what could be, should be, what ifs, instead of knowing what is going on and then being able to deal with it or to let go or to move on. Yeah. And again, it depends on the outcome of the conversation. And I often call it this big dark cloud that we are carrying around with us. And that can have a truly bad mental as well as physical impact on us. So it's important that we talk and that we communicate and that we are more aware of how impactful our communication can be. Hence this topic, building confidence in your communication style. The next question that I have for you is, what is confidence for you? What does it look and feel like? When do you know that you communicate confidently? Confidence isn't being the loudest person in the room. It isn't talking over others, pushing your own ideas or making risky decisions. It isn't thinking everyone likes you and your ideas. 
And it doesn't have to be that way, by the way. Confidence is being so sure of yourself that you don't have to be the loudest. You believe in your ideas. You believe in your thoughts. You believe in yourself. And you believe that you might make mistakes and that is okay. And then you learn from them. It's a proper growth mindset that lies at the foundation of confidence. It's all about ease again, feeling at ease with yourself. People who are confident are able to laugh about themselves, not being right all the time. It's knowing you don't have to talk over others or have your ideas chosen to be valuable. It's being so grounded in self-awareness that you don't need everyone to like you or your ideas. Confidence is being aware of your strengths and weaknesses and being okay with them. It is also knowing what you need to improve, yet not letting it define you. Even more, it's knowing your strengths and claiming them as your own, right? Not just knowing them, but also believing in them and playing into your strengths. And being able to ask for help in areas where you know you have flaws, yeah? These are not your biggest strengths, so therefore you may need support. And that is cool. We all have strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. So it's important to be fully aware of those. So let's begin with self-awareness. I want you for a moment to pull out a piece of paper, really traditionally, you can even call it old school. school. Or for those of you who are slightly more modern and uh, into the digital world, take your phone, a notepad, something simply to write on. And when you're ready, we are going to answer a series of questions. So I'm inviting you to pause here, get something to write on, and then we're going to start again. I'm going to ask you questions. And what I would like you to do is to pause at any point of time. So my recommendation is that after each question, you pause so that you can think and reflect in your own time, make some notes, and then you move on. Question number one is, what are your top three strengths at work? Yeah, when you're writing these down, stop for a moment and think, how do these answers make you feel? And again, when you're thinking about your strengths, follow your gut right away. Don't challenge what comes to your mind because we are usually quite aware of our strengths. Yeah, some people might even give us feedback on them on a regular basis. And it doesn't have to be a huge characteristic. It can be something that shows up in our day-to-day, right? They come to us with ease. So what are your top three strengths at work? Second question, what are your top three weaknesses, your flaws at work? Once again, when you're writing these, stop for a moment and think, How do these answers make you feel? Question number three. How have you improved in your career in the last year? What about the last five years? Question four. What does success look like for you at work? And the last question. When at work, do you feel in control? Or do you feel more like you are an autopilot? And what do you think are the reasons for that? 
Now I want you to take a look at your answers. Self-awareness is your capacity to understand and focus on you, your actions, your thoughts and your emotions. True self-awareness is looking inward and evaluating how well your outer world represents your inner world. Look at your answer for question number four. What does success look like for you? Now look at your other answers. Do they reflect this? Do they reflect the sense of success? For example, let's say success to you is finding a purpose in your work. Are your strengths purpose-driven? Is your improvement in the past five years purpose-driven? Write down a few notes, reflections, so that you can take them out at any point of time again and rethink and focus more intentionally on building and living into your strengths. And I wouldn't even say overcoming your flaws. Sometimes it's about letting go of flaws and simply get support yeah, to compensate for those flaws. And in other uh, instances, it is about yeah, small progress and slight improvement. In other instances, as I said, just let go. Yeah, focus on the strengths. The next topic that will nicely flow into those reflections is the topic around alignment. Confidence stems from alignment. When you know who you are and the person you want to be, and you show up as this person, you will feel more secure. When others criticize you, you begin to feel less defensive because you truly live in alignment. You don't feel the need to over-explain or overextend yourself. You say what you mean and you mean what you say. When you are on autopilot, your life feels like it's happening to you instead of you actively creating it. And in this mindset, you grasp for control and you're holding on to this control. You say things without thinking first, bordering on line of harsh over honest. That is the big risk here because we are reacting out of this control mode. And this control mode is often also our, our fight or flight response. Yeah. And therefore, we are not being reflective upon our communication style and the words we say. Confidence is being intentional. It's aligning your words and actions with your beliefs and values. Get to know your real self and you'll be able to show up as your unapologetic self. It happened to me um, a few years ago when I literally had no other choice but to do some very deep self-work or some deeper self-work, let's say that. And it took me uh, quite a bit of time to get there. It doesn't have to take so much time. But I have literally built a second persona, someone I thought I had to be. And so when you build up this kind of wall around you and then you even start to mix up who you really are with this persona, it can take a, quite a bit of personal work as well as time to dismantle that wall in order to free your true self up again. 
But when this happened, I was so aware of who I really was, my beliefs, my values, my non-negotiables, that anything I said and anything I communicated in the workspace was more reflective so that I was being true to my values and that I lived and breathed into this real me. It was so important for me that I didn't uh, jeopardize this person I had become again, that I was more intentional about how I communicated and how I showed up. And that included, again, um, verbal as well as nonverbal communication, a softer tone of voice, uh, more laughter and ease in my communication. When I had to convey tough messages, even then, I could have a softness in my voice. I made sure that my facial expression was less tense. Yeah, All of this plays a strong role in how we communicate. But I would like to share a few techniques with you in order to become or to be and remain a truly confident communicator. First of all, prepare yourself. Don't speak by accident. You aren't on autopilot. You are the pilot. Think ahead of time about the questions you'll ask or that you want to ask. What are you really curious about? The topics you want to touch on and the objective of the conversation. This goes hand in hand with direct communication. This strength of yours allows you to focus and prepare for your conversations with intention and clarity. Top tip number two, prepare for your audience. Don't just prepare for what you need to say, prepare for what you need to hear and what you might hear. Who is in the audience? What might they say? What pushbacks might they give you? How might they challenge you? And really reflect upon that. Think about the conversation from the other person and or audience perspectives. What do they need to hear? What questions do they have? Use empathy to broaden your perspective, serve others, and prepare to be a good listener. Feel free to um, run the exercise standing in somebody else's shoes. Yeah, take one person as an exemplary of the audience and then literally put yourself into their shoes. Who are they? What are their beliefs? What are they thoughts, their thoughts? What's important to them? And then think about what might they say? What might they feel? What might they want to hear? What is their typical reaction in conversations like these? And why might they react like that? That helps us build empathy instead of simply reacting in the moment. And those reactions, in my, in my case, at least in the past, can be quite harsh. Top tip number three, know your strengths and play to them. Once again, the better you understand yourself, the better you can believe in yourself. Know what makes you a strong communicator and utilize these strengths. As an often direct communicator, you may be solution and result orientated. And that is totally okay, but it's important that we balance it as well with a focus on the people. Yeah, Use this 
to your advantage by seeking a solution and summarizing each party's next steps forward. Include them in the conversation. It's not just your way or the highway. What is it they bring up? What are the ideas and solutions they share? And listen to them thoroughly. Yeah, they might give you some fantastic insights. Top tip number four, adapt. Confident communicators aren't afraid to improvise. They are listening and in tune enough with the conversation that they can adapt their tone, shift their message, and change their pace to evolve with the current needs. And last but not least, ask questions. You're self-aware, remember? You know you aren't a perfect communicator, and that's totally okay. Make sure you're on the same page by asking clarifying questions so you can move forward in confidence after the conversation. Your directness will guide you in asking relevant, insightful questions that will set you up for success. Now, you are passionate, you are authentic. The audience can well be passionate, authentic, and trying to find their grounds as well. Yeah. So while you are more and more in tune with your emotions, with your message, people in the audience might not be. They might not be there yet. And that's okay too. So how can we stay calm and centered during challenging dialogues and conversations? It is, by the way, for me, absolutely okay to share feelings. Feelings have a place at work, in work. Feelings have a place in those conversations. The question is how to convey those feelings. Am I becoming, and I'm using the word again, harsh, insulting, off-putting? Or am I in tune with myself, expressing my feelings so that they don't hurt others? Still, being able to communicate my boundaries or disappointment or whatever the emotions are very, very clearly in this moment. This is actually refreshing and powerful, especially in spaces where you just aren't sure what people are actually thinking. Yet, confidence is secure. It's rooted, grounded and settled, even during challenging conversations and conflicts. During challenging conversations, take command of the situation by centering yourself. Deep breaths in that moment. Investigating further, i.e. saying things along the line of, tell me more, help me understand where you are coming from, or help me understand your perspective. Can help you regulate your emotions in the moment. But you can also say things along the lines of, I feel really disappointed about X, Y, and Z. Or I'm having strong emotions about that. I'm noticing this in the moment. All of this is absolutely fine. Yeah? We are not trying to build an emotional wall around us that shelters us so nicely from sharing them. We want to be authentic. Uh, We want to help people to understand us as well. That builds strong relationships and actually, if done well, psychological safety. So there are a few additional tools that I would like to share with you in order to manage these rather emotional situations more effectively. First of all, perform an attitude check. What does that mean? Remember, it's all about alignment. 
be sure your attitude and tone align with your intention. You want to solve the problem. Communicate this in your words and body language. Yeah. What is the overall goal of this conversation? What are we trying to achieve? And the goal does not just refer to you personally. It also refers to the other people or person, to the team, to the organization. What is in it for everybody? Respond, don't react. Create a pause between your response and your reaction. Yeah, you have an internal reaction. Let that sink in and then respond. And it's okay to have a pause in between and to sit for a few seconds in silence. Yeah, it feels a little bit uncomfortable when you do that for the first few times, but then actually it can be a very powerful tool. Choose your response wisely. Take a deep breath. Think through your words. Be intentional. Now, that might sound like I don't have 10 minutes to do all of that. This can happen in 30 seconds. I promise you that. Top tip number three, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, it's a very kind of cheesy slogan by now, isn't it? So many people are using it, but there's truth to it. As a direct communicator, you may pride yourself on your ability to take on a good challenge. You don't shy away from conflict. And that will set you apart in the workplace. One survey showed that 89% of professionals let conflict escalate before addressing it. 89%. One in four even avoid talking to colleagues to delay the confrontation. Confrontation sounds pretty harsh, doesn't it? Delay the debate, the heated um, dialogue, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, use your passion for honesty as a fuel to learn how to be comfortable with the conflict. And conflict doesn't have to be negative. Think again, uh, what we talked about in an earlier conversation. It can be very, very healthy. If we stick to those top tips I shared in terms of how to express it. Yeah, tonality of voice, choosing our words intentionally, sharing what we are trying to achieve for everybody involved. And last top tip, separate the problem from the people, please. When there's a problem, our brains instantly try to connect the dots and find the blame. Stay calm by compartmentalizing the problem from the people. Work together, making it us versus the problem, not me versus you. Yeah? So how can we overcome this challenge? Do you have any ideas uh, about next steps that we can take in order to improve the situation? These are just a few examples of stepping into a more open dialogue again. If you want to be confident in what you are saying, be aware of it. Make it intentional. Align it with your intentions, goals and values and you'll be rooted in purpose, power and passion, the famous three Ps. So, as a quick summary, we talked about building confidence in your communication style. We checked in what does confidence actually feel and look like for you and how you can build more self-awareness towards your strengths, your flaws, your successes, and in particular, what success truly feels and looks like to you. 
I shared with you the concept of alignment and why this is so important that you are aligned to your purpose, to your values, and to your successes. What does success look and feel like? Once you get this sense of alignment, you feel more at ease with yourself. You are not anymore fighting those battles to win. No, you are fully aware of what is it we are trying to achieve. How can we move there? You feel more in control in those conversations, in particular when they feel a little bit more challenging. And last but not least, I shared with you four top tips to make sure you can deal with some tougher and challenging conversations as well. What I would love to know from you is what additional top tips do you have? How do you manage very, very challenging conversations that might become even a little bit heated? Yeah, what are some of those small steps you take in the moment to um, still make this conversation very open and honest and where you make sure both parties focus again on the overall goal that needs to be achieved? I'm looking forward to hearing from you about it. And until then, I'm wishing you most of success in staying true to yourself and effectively managing those super challenging conversations. Speak again to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Legendary Leaders podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, then remember to subscribe to the show either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or my website, www.kathleenmerkel.com. I would also love to hear from you to discover what topics you'd like to hear more about, what topics really resonated with you, and how you're enjoying the show in general. Perhaps you have some ideas for additional topics, something that you're truly curious about. Please do leave your review on Apple Podcasts as well. It would mean the world to us. Thank you so much and speak to you again next time. Take good care. Bye.